episode of 699 per pound podcast where we usually talk about careers but with what's going on in the world right now we have shifted our focus to the very real impact of COVID-19 on Asians in this country and around the world you know we find it very important to tell these stories because you know the virus might affect everyone but it has had a disproportionate impact on Asian American communities so we're going to bring you perspectives of people asian people in different professions and places to give you a personal look at how this you know pandemic became more than a symptom of the body you know what i mean so thank you to all the fans out there for listening that continue to support us please subscribe to get all or more information on um, our covid a uh, covid 19 related episodes make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend in a socially distant way with that said <laughs> You can now support us by buying me and Jojo a $3 coffee at ko-fi.com slash 699 per pound. Or you can be a monthly donator at anchor.fm slash 699 per pound slash support. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, Jojo, do you want to introduce our very special guest today? Yes, I would love to. So this series is all about um, learning more about the impact of COVID-19 um, through culture, through community. So we wanted to bring in a special guest to talk about it in terms of constituents and how they can interact on the local government level. So we're talking to our first Filipino-American ever to serve in the New York State Assembly, Stephen Raga. Uh, he's a chief of staff for the Assembly District 30, a place Jakey's very familiar with, apparently. Just before we started, Jakey and Steven were spitballing some of our favorite Filipino restaurants. So you know, we'll make sure to shout them all out for everyone. But welcome, 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 Steven, to the podcast. We can't wait to hear your insights into all of these things. Um, and yeah, let's just kick it off right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, uh, excited to be here, especially uh, during this, this this crazy time we're in. For sure, man. I mean, Steven, so before we go ahead, man, I mean, you say you Filipino and you said, uh, <laughs> you know, you represent a, a district out in Queens. Can you kind of like tell us ex exactly which districts you represent? Sure, sure. So, um, well, for, for work uh, on a chief of staff or assembly district 30 so it, it's pretty wide it goes through a few neighborhoods so on the west side we have long island city on the east side uh, we're out in middle village so everything in between that's sunnyside astoria woodside and and maspas so it's a really wide array of uh of folks of uh political ideologies even and and different uh, cultures and backgrounds so it's a uh, kind of fun going to work every day seeing uh, uh how we can help out the community for sure Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and I remember. So just before we started recording, we got we already got some gems. But I, um, Jakey, initially was like, "Oh my gosh, I kind of totally grew up in this area." And Stephen, you were saying, "Oh, it's actually interesting the way they kind of create these lines, so the districts that." should feel like it should be in you know this district doesn't end up that way and you said that um when you zoom out there's a lot of people with a lot of different ideologies in one kind of uh, motley drawn place can you explain like how district lines are drawn yeah so uh f for for the most part uh first and foremost it's 
a lot of it is due to our population count. So that's why the census is really important every mm. 10 years. So that's why this year was a big... Uh, Huge a big, year. Absolutely. So it's a big effort to especially get more immigrant communities, mm-hmm. um, more people of color come out and, and vote for that because that's how they're going to uh, redistrict the lines on your local, state, and congressional representatives. Mm. Um, last time, 10 years ago, uh, we were kind of uh, low. We had a low count and we had two... Co- Congress, uh, Congress districts just taken out from New York and given somewhere that's, that's funding. That's not coming to our city. And I know that's a lot of our population populations. I know, I know personally in my family, the, my, my aunties didn't, didn't have any, Your aunties. They, they did not, they did not have it. They didn't, they did not care about, about the census. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, um, uh, it, it, it's, it has drastic effects uh, on, on the ground for our community. Yeah, they so. threw that mail out. <laughs> They're like, oh, please yeah. nah, respond. Yeah. They're like, what is yo, this? Nah, Bye. Yo, yo, nah, for real though, like, I, I got the census um, letter right now in my house. I was about to fill <laughs> it up, but I, I was thinking about this, right? And, you know, Steven, you don't have to, like, agree or disagree with me. And, yeah. you know, jo- JoJo could look at me side-eyes because, you know, JP <laughs> going on again with his conspiracy. <laughs> Thank but, God this is a radio show. <laughs> but, but you know, like, I- I'm going to say it right now. Like, you know, 2000, in year 2000, when, you know, when the uh, census, uh, you know, uh, thing came out, you know, like, there was the dot-com crash. And then there was all this scare about Y2K. And then in 2010, yo, it was in the midst of the financial, uh, financial the greatest uh-huh. recession. You know what I mean? And, like, in 20. 20- 20 again census comes out yo this fucking covid 19 situation with the economy about at the brink of a crash you know what i mean so i'm the census I, I don't can't know. catch a break I, it's <laughs> like i don't know why they keep doing these senses that pretty much determines our future for the next 10 years when there's always some major political cultural economic shit that is happening you know what i'm saying like i don't know man it's but with that said though yo if you got that letter in the house <laughs> make sure you fill it out and send it back out because it has a direct effect on your community you heard i i don't know you, you that was kind of convincing i don't know anymore <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe it is a conspiracy every 10 years if it happens in 2030 uh i won't fill it out mm-hmm. big happy. but, you know but in general yeah it, it is important yeah, it is so very important. important. So, I mean, with that said, dot gov. God, now for sure. Yo, if you're listening to this and if you got that at your house, man, make sure you fill it out. Don't just throw it out. Okay. That has, it's not going to incriminate you. They're not going to just come down on you and then trying to figure out like if you're an illegal immigrant or not. Ice is on ice right now. You know what I mean? Because they're not operating. <laughs> so, um, so like you know, that. make sure. Yeah, ice is on ice right now. And I, I hope they stay on ice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I with that t-shirt. Said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but with that said, though, can you kind of explain to us um, exactly what the chief of staff for the state yeah. assembly does? You know, because, um, you know, I, I, I hear these uh, terms all the time like, oh, this person is the councilman. Uh, this person is the state assemblyman. Uh, this person is the uh, senator, the governor. Uh, so many different titles and uh, the mayor doesn't have direct affiliation with the state. And, you know, to get this approved, you need to go to Albany and, you know what I'm saying? Like so many different layers. So if you could kind of just explain to us in layman's terms, like for us to understand, like what exactly your role entails. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really chief of staff, um, it's, they have it for every every office for the most part is whoever who, who's in charge of um, the district office, uh, which is your representative's office somewhere in the neighborhood you live in, mm-hmm. or the uh, legislative office, which on the city council level is at City Hall. 
downtown or if it's on the state senate or uh or um assembly it's in albany or if it's congressional it's down in dc or senate so uh for my role is for assembly district 30 and the assembly member there is is brian barnwell and for our office i'm in charge of uh, the overall uh, operations uh and and any legislative and community outreach that's done uh both in albany and and in queens and just you know uh, all the HR stuff, everything, just hiring our staff and staff development. So our office is bigger than most. Um, some maybe have uh, five ten. Our office in the summer we have over a hundred. So it's really uh, fun to to work with some folks and uh, and teach them, you know, teach them the ropes and and lead a new generation of public servants. That's what our office tries to do. Nice. So if it kind of sounds like you're the class president. Of, of like district 30 or something like that you're like all right i'm gonna like delegate here's this department what do you need this kind of thing this is a priority does this sound right to you in terms of like you obviously have like the people who makes like the big decisions and you're like okay well how are we going to make that happen how are we going to execute it and is that kind of on you to do oh no no all of that the class president would be the assemblyman so oh, that's true is, okay is so you're just the coo maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. coo definitely uh definitely uh uh fit there um, and just you know handling overall operations and programming mm, okay so obviously um, I would imagine that COVID-19 would be some of the bigger projects that is part of the operations um, what would you as a person who runs the operations of a political office how did that manifest for you what did you do specifically to prepare for the crisis yeah so our, our office was kind of ahead of the curve um, oh, okay. I, I think because mm-hmm. A lot of it is because our office is mostly millennials for the most part. Oh, so we're sweet. all on. It's like all, we're, we're all on social media, and mm. and by the by the tenth meme of the of the day, you're kind of like getting all right. Yeah. We might have to prep for this thing. <laughs> um, Memes change the world. Yeah. yeah yes. Um, but we were pretty early. I I think um, it was around. I remember the week of. Um, I want to say the seventh or the eighth of March. Um, you know, everyone was still working at the office, um, and we had one one of our senior staffers. Um, he was <laughs> at the senior staff meeting. We had extra time, and he started talking about this this uh, report coming out of uh, London about everyone's going to get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh he said, "Yeah, Angela Merkel said everyone's going to get it. So all New Yorkers are getting it right now. We're all mm. laughing at him, right?" Um, so at this point, we're like, "Well, you know, it, it's, it's better to be safe than sorry." So. Um, I called up Albany um, mm. and I said, well, what's the procedure here? Yeah. Um, they said, as of now, there is none. Um, oh, so it's, it's up to us if we want to instill something uh, in our own office. And I, I said, uh, we will uh, just in case. Uh, at, at that point, we didn't want to seem alarmist, right? Because nobody was saying anything about stay at home or anything. Um, but I said, we might have at least half days. Uh, we're going to cut off no weekend hours, um, might uh, start switching remotely for now. Um, so we were at least a week ahead of everybody else shutting down. That's crazy. Um, and I, I do resonate with you in terms of like when it's that during that time, it's like, am I being 
too crazy like am mm-hmm. i you know am i the kid trying to skip school right now or like stay yeah. at home um or is this like a big deal um that's really interesting and what another thing that caught my eye was that you said most of your um the people are millennials and gen zers is that normal or is no. it very specific <laughs> to you guys <laughs> well that's specific to us uh for sure um a lot of our actually most of our staff now um well, I'm, I'm looking at i'm trying to there's a lot so i'm trying to think of this actually all of our senior staff now and executive staff they've been uh hired uh, who have been hired in the last few years are all former interns they're oh. all graduate students um or 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 just getting their undergrad degree mm-hmm. um done really well put them on part-time then full-time so uh they're all in their 20s uh early 30s right now for sure that's so cool uh, that, that's great to hear i mean um another thing that i wanted to ask on adding on to that is um what is like the um the uh, ethnic dynamic or the uh, makeup of your office like because we always talk about i mean in our podcast we often talk about how uh having a political voice in the system especially as a person of color is really important to to continuously tell our stories and tell our narratives and hopefully even having legislations uh that could be uh beneficial to our communities right so you know your your mm-hmm. your district obviously in queens is, is is one of the most ethnically diverse enclaves in the united states if not in the world um would love to see would love to hear like you know what is like the people that are actually working for this district um you know wh- what their backgrounds are uh that's that's a great question perfect question you're, you're that question is like really just putting it down the plate for me because mm-hmm. our office is easily um if not the most mm-hmm. uh, one of the most diverse offices um not just now but i'd say the history of the state assembly easily wow um, you heard that over Bong, here man yeah. <laughs> you know what easily. I'm yeah you if assembly you come in at any, you yeah, heard just, just, no it's true though uh come by anytime well you know after all this is over if you you drop in um we're easily uh we have people that we're gonna have at least 15 languages on the spot that could be spoken (laughs) conversationally when you come in so um you heard 15 languages on the spot (laughs) exactly exactly and we have one of them is uh uh, one individual, she speaks like five. I call it Google uh, Google Translate, but she Google speaks Translate. five languages. And um, so it's so our, our diversity is pretty uh, pr- pretty scaled up. And when mm-hmm. even when folks come in, they're like, "Oh, is this this a United Nations?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's something yeah. we take pride in. So for sure. Nah, that's that's, that's definitely so... something that like I feel like as mm. somebody who grew up in Queens, like we're so I- I'm so privileged to add that experience growing up. Cause you know, like I tell, I tell this on the podcast a lot, but you know, my, my lunch table growing up in my high school, that shit was like the United Nations, mm-hmm. United Nations of uh, buffoonery, of course. Cause we were making <laughs> racial jokes against each other. Like that's like, that's equal, pretty much equal, like equal very, opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Very equal opportunity, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, do, do you feel like with what happened with the last presidential election and, or just the overall political climate that you're seeing more and more POCs uh, trying to get involved in uh, politics or social work in general. Um, yeah, I I, I, I do see more uh, people of color uh, joining uh, politics or social work. I'm not sure if it's directly attributed to the 2016 election. It might just be you know all the other factors that are making people of color choose this work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but for sure, I, I think I, I definitely think there's an uptick. I mean, that's why it's important when we're in these positions to highlight, you know, our communities that necessarily don't get highlighted. So, um, what we do, uh, for example, uh, we we have annual reports that highlight specific subgroups in our communities. So mm-hmm. we have an API report for. Uh, district 30 we have a latinx report district 30 lgbt black african-american i mean it's all across the board mm-hmm. so when people are inquiring about not just what's the district makeup of our our constituents our community uh, leaders but also when budgeting is concerned and we need to they want to know numbers uh we have that for them so we we try to be on top of that too mm-hmm. cool and what would you say i mean if you can kind of walk us through like what you and your staff do, do in like a daily basis, and maybe if you can tie it to like the COVID-19 stuff right now, maybe like a project, like, okay, like today woke up and you checked up on this, you know, we voted over Zoom. I don't know. Can you just walk us through a typical day for you right now? Yeah, yeah, sure. So a typical day uh, for me is first and foremost, um, I call, and, and usually in the beginning of the day, um, call up, uh, uh, Brian Barnwell, the assembly member, because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's going to be up in Albany. I'm choosing not to go up there yeah. <laughs> right now because they do have to vote mm-hmm. and, you know, go over the bills, legislation, make sure everything's all, all right. Uh, then then go back uh, to my, my senior staff, my deputy chief of staff and executive director and uh, go through uh, um, their projects uh Right now, on the constituent services end, um, mm-hmm. and and really what that is is because honestly, I didn't know what that was before <laughs> even <laughs> coming here. It's what if you need help with anything on the state that's in, involving state policy or law, uh, you go to your state state level representative, and that's what we do. We make and people come up to us to to help, whether it's property taxes, whether it's um, you know. Um, issues with the department of buildings like their building or, or mm. their, their their landlord they have landlord issues or anything like that um and it's non-stop 24 hours a day um when they're when they're calling us i, I just had a call with somebody uh just a 30 minute call before i got mm-hmm. on this so um it's non-stop uh checking up on that uh so yeah and 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 also uh right now all the events we are planning for the rest of the year uh we're going to I didn't want to cancel it, but it looks like we're going to have to do uh, do it virtually or something. Mm-hmm. Not, not a bad option now. It looks like everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, so all our cultural events, we're going to have uh, Irish Heritage, uh, Asian American uh, for May, uh, Filipino American for October, LGBT uh, are coming out day. All that stuff might be moved on moved on to uh, online. So we want to be ahead of the curve and make sure we're, we're on top of it. Wow, what a crazy time that we're living in where the state assembly has to think about putting together events virtually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. definitely a, a interesting point, but speaking of doing things virtually, can't assemblymen and congressmen be on Zoom? You know, like do they have to be physically in Albany in this time of crisis? <laughs> I'm Logically, I think yes. <laughs> I don't know why they got to go up in Albany to, to, to do the voting. Um, I mean, of course, the, the deliberation might be different if it was on Zoom or anything. If they had follow-up questions on the floor. If they want to speak on the floor, um, it makes sense that they want to be there. But at the same time, at, the, uh, at this point, um, it might not be the best option. But uh, they at, at this point they're still going with it so mm. so so i mean when they're, when they're at these state assembly meetings like do they have mask on are they do they have gloves like yo what's going on like are mm-hmm. these guys i mean listen like i'm not like 
agreeing with every uh, political official out there, but you know, we want these people to be healthy as well. Like just wondering if you heard cases where, you know, assemblymen might come in with a mask for the safety of its peers. And, and, they, and for they are the most herself. vulnerable. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, s- some folks are uh, wearing masks a lot still, still aren't. Um, we have two, two assembly members, uh, recently, Charles Barron out in Brooklyn and Helen uh, Weinstein had uh, have tested positive for coronavirus, <gasps> but they haven't they haven't been in the chamber uh, for for weeks, so they weren't okay. there. So people were 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 <laughs> were totally uh, uh, they weren't they were already distancing uh, before beforehand. And mm. in the last few weeks, um, the representatives had to took a test themselves to make sure, right? So yeah, if they're they're voting for now, they're they're uh, they're all good because they got for their, real. And I hope yeah. I hope nobody is shaking hands. I hope everybody's doing the elbow bumps. We're just like <laughs> bowing bumps, to each yes. other. They're bowing to each other like it's in Asia, you know? Because man, when I saw and Mr. Stephen Raga, Mr. Mr. Raga. You don't got to agree with me or disagree with me on this. But man, when I saw Mr. Trump on that press conference, shaking hands of all the CEOs of Walmart. Oh, and so much Target, anxiety. I was like, yo, yeah. this motherfucker, <laughs> this, yo, this, this dude is not listening to what Fauci is saying at all right no. now. You know no. what I mean? So I <laughs> hope, I hope at least in New York state, you know, cause we, we are the most vulnerable state right now. I hope mm-hmm. people, especially in political offices are taking the proper measure and the steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone I see, they're doing the same thing. You know, close down offices uh, and and uh, mask, gloves. Everyone. Um, I think a lot. A lot of it is also if if they do have access to masks and gloves, they're trying to you know reallocate that to the to the hospitals, especially the local one here is Elmhurst. So we want to mm-hmm. make sure they're they're fully stacked. Nah, um, for real. I, yo, I played basketball growing up in front of Elmhurst Hospital. Oh, across like, the street. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up over there, man. Elmhurst yeah. Hospital. That's my. I used to go to the mcdonald's in the basement when we when, when we were kids oh yeah you know, just running around <laughs> playing in that playing in that big garage next door yeah that's that was me. oh yeah like so yeah, i have fond <laughs> memories of it fond and bad memories at the same time because it's a hospital <laughs> but you know like mm-hmm. that new york mm-hmm. times article i'm sure you guys have all read it by this point mm-hmm. um it's it's insane that it's it became ground zero for uh yeah. 19 cases in new york city right now you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the initial testing sites was Elmhurst and, and Jamaica, uh, Jamaica Hospital. So, uh, you know, obviously those are were, were the two hospitals that we were starting to go to. Um, but the big, uh, and Jamaica Hospital, I hear, is really backed up as well. There's not enough, uh, you know, proper equipment. But Elmhurst just blew up. Um, and and while everyone in West, Western Queens is, is headed over there, line across the block, around the block. I live, I live two about two blocks away. Uh, no, three blocks away. In the last week, it is nonstop sirens, police, and ambulance he- ambulances headed over there. So, uh, definitely, uh, they need all the help we can give them. Hmm. Oh man, oh, that's crazy. Um, I think during this time, um, I think Governor Cuomo has gotten a lot of actual like positive um, feedback mm-hmm. these days. Um, I've been reading these like hilarious articles of like, I want, you know, Governor Cuomo to be my boyfriend. Um, and like Governor Cuomo is like all of a sudden like, oh, he was like always a bully, but now we need a bully <laughs> like to make yeah. stuff happen. This is my personal opinion, not Stephen Ragas. Yeah. Um, but what is your, the district's relationship and how does that trickle up to the New York Assembly? Like, could you 
explain that dynamic for us? Just give us a little AP Gov refresher on how yeah. his decisions and his announcements are kind of influenced by you guys and vice versa. Yeah, for sure. So just generally, not even uh, you know outside COVID nineteen. Uh, um, any district that's on, on the assembly on the assembly level, um, we we take a lot of uh, for any legislation or laws we want to pass. Let's say housing, you know. Mm. Um, let's say right now we want to any bill you want. Let's say you want to right now you want to cancel or delay our rent yeah. in, in New York yes. State right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the assembly members have to go there and, and vote. So a lot of that, a lot of that. Um, uh, the input comes mm-hmm. from all our constituents. It's whatever they want. If you have, mm-hmm. you, if you live in in New York State where most people in your district don't vote, they own. I mean, I'm sorry, don't rent. They uh, own houses, so their mortgage payment is. Mm. is they they want to halt on that. They don't care yeah. about the rent. Um, people are gonna are are gonna be uh, thinking differently and and, and voting yeah. differently. So um, on our level, we pass it. State Senate, they have to pass it. Mm-hmm. And then it's on the governor to uh, uh, to go ahead and uh, uh, you know sign off on it, make sure it's fine. Um, a lot of times the governor just just vetoes it all outright. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so every district and every representative ha- has a different relationship uh, with the governor, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. both on really great, really bad, um, or I'm, I don't know if it's really bad, but um, it's on a wide spectrum and it's not necessarily the same with a. Uh, with other districts a lot you know a different working relationship especially that that interplays a lot with because similarly that's how it works with uh with the city council of course it's new york city yeah wait so when you can you explain that a little more so you say you know different districts might have different working relationships like why might one district have a very positive one versus another district which might need more attention but are not getting it yeah sure it's like anything else i think it's just the Hashtag way, politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's everything else. It's like what what are the issues they're trying to put a, uh, to prioritize? It's that is that on the list of priorities for the governor and and on on his team? Um, f- f- maybe maybe not. Like um, f- for instance, uh, if uh, the what is this called the representative that go that's over on Roosevelt Island, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever covers Roosevelt Island, if they're pushing policy that's specific to like tech and like techies and 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 like more internet users and more internet companies, a representative upstate might not care about <laughs> what your mm-hmm. uh, what, what that is, and so yeah. that's what the governor might have to reprioritize when you when you ask him for stuff. Got it. Hmm, interesting. So, nah, so, nah, go ahead. So Jojo, what no, were you about no, to no, say? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, yeah. nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, nah, so, um, I think, I think with what's going on right now, uh, especially, uh, we, as, um, as a citizen of New York City, uh, we would like to know just what does the state assembly work with everyday New Yorkers during this COVID-19 crisis? Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, unfortunately, I think that depends on which office represents you. Um, Because ha- I can't speak to, for all of them. I'm happy to say for us, you know, if, if you live uh, within Assembly District 30, uh, nothing's changed, really. We're, we're not stopped getting calls. Like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, we had, uh, whether it's good or bad, we had, or a good idea, we had our, our office um, 
fo- uh, phone redirect to 10 of us. So mm. we're all getting, we're all getting the calls. Um, our, our senior staff at least are getting them. Uh, and we still have to talk to all the constituents who are call- who are calling in anyway. So a lot of that stuff, um, we are still helping on the constituent end side. But if we're going to deal with the agency side, which is like the Department of Buildings, uh, Department of Housing, any any Department of Aging, anything like that, they might be slowed down because you know they got they got other things they got to worry about and uh, you know uh, reprioritize from city and state. So uh, in terms of us, not really has changed in terms mm-hmm. of our workload, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so you said the workload hasn't changed, but has there been a shift for you specifically on what issue you're kind of losing sleep about these days that might have not been as big before? Um, yeah, so I think a lot of it now is it's it's reprioritizing. Um, obviously, it's, it's really obvious, but but healthcare and healthcare needs and and mm-hmm. folks who are scared to to uh go to the, go to the hospital to even get yeah. tested because they can't they think they can't pay for it or or they just don't yeah. want to. um i'm i'm and and uh you know some of you might know about this but you know on 69th in, in woodside there's a lot of day laborers you know they're there at all hours of the day mm-hmm. and i don't think they're not going to the hospital e- either you know mm-hmm. i mean they, they, maybe they go to elmhurst but they're that's already packed up and and a lot of these folks that might need those uh, testing and, and healthcare services, um, we really got to shine the light on them right now because uh, wow, one thousand percent, man, one thousand mm-hmm. percent. I know mm-hmm. exactly who you're talking about. All the um, mm-hmm. all the uh, the South American day laborers that are yeah. um, you know on Woodside Avenue. Uh, over there like waiting to get picked up for work you know but not only those folks but like so many restaurants so many of the local industry especially in Mm -hmm. those areas are uh, served by immigrants that are getting paid under the table you know what i mean like so even if they they can't file for unemployment you know what i mean and um they there there just isn't that much like I, i guess like uh statewide or federal level wide uh infrastructure that could help those people in those type of communities, right? Especially in areas of Queens and other parts of New York. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So it's like anything else. When in, in, in t- if we talked about this last month, we'd be it, it would be a similar ratio. We'd say, oh, that you know, we need to focus on on the day laborers for the undocumented workers. There, they need they definitely need more attention. That much more so now that we're in this kind of a crisis emergency. More so than mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, with that said, like, how you know, like, you know, I'm a small business owner, um, mm-hmm. and obviously, small businesses are affected tremendously mm-hmm. because we just don't have that type of reserve to last us for a two month or even maybe three weeks you know to just not us for us to just close our doors how how are how is your um how is your office like working with local businesses in this time of crisis sure sure so um for the state assembly um and this is for every like level of government really but for us our scope of work and our responsibility is really just on the state level. So if, if you have any contracts on the state, let's say like a, an application for like the liquor authority, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you could go through us. Um, state level uh, labor, yeah, absolutely go through us. A specific law you want in New York State or inquiring about it, go through us. But it seems like a lot of 
or the majority of the agencies that local small businesses should be calling up is with the city, with New York City, right? So that's the Department of Small Businesses, uh, Consumer Affairs. And there's a lot of these little uh, resources that the uh, Department of Small Business Services has out there. So I suggest everyone go over there, see if you can apply for mm-hmm. some of these uh, resources. And and I think there's some funding there as well. Or So I definitely uh, forward people over there. So in speaking of, um, you know, communicating these resources, um, what are some ways that your office um, tried to make this information available to everybody? Like, do you guys have a social account or um, just maybe it's just like grassroots, like passing papers out? But what have been some of the most effective ways, especially because your staff speaks so many languages to do some outreach with these constituents um, who might feel really vulnerable or scared right now? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, a lot of that uh, we're doing on, on, on social media. Uh, we, we put it out there. We mm-hmm. have we have uh, you know different graphs and uh, and for for all the resources, and we're doing it in different languages. So um, that's what we're my team is doing. Like literally on Monday, we're gonna have mm-hmm. a meeting about this. How we could spread the word, mm-hmm. um, and we're just putting it out there on, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And also going to be on, you know, some newsletters. But unfortunately, still, I, I, a lot of the, in, in my opinion, and I think it's, it's, it's not crazy to say that a lot of people that might need those resources aren't, aren't following us. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, you know, they're not calling our office. You know, yeah. for the most part, they might be distrustful of government, or they just don't think they'll do, they'll get any resources. So, um, unfortunately, in this type of situation, we can't even be proactive, and mm-hmm. our, our office actually. Um, every every few months, uh, we have a thousand businesses in our district we personally go to and check up on. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't really personally do that if they're totally closed. We call up, and even if we call, they might the phones might not work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's even more difficult for a proactive office like ours because because <laughs> we can't mm-hmm. even contact the people and see what they need. So we got to do everything we can. But uh, again, the options are, are limited, unfortunately. But we're, if we if we think of new ways. Uh, uh, definitely going to try to push forth with it. Nah, I, I think that's definitely one thing I noticed about um, any sort of like government agencies or offices or any sort of uh, basically places where people need to look into to gain to get to get support and get help. You know, I, I don't know what it is about uh, New York. It, 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 maybe it was because maybe it's because a lot of these offices are uh, you know not really ran by people that represent uh these communities as much i I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is exactly but there's definitely a level of um disconnect because uh so i have a small business in flushing queens and um Mm -hmm. i I noticed that there's these community centers and um offices councilman offices that doesn't necessarily have real direct impact on the local community especially when it comes down to the younger generation, the youth, you know, like Mm -hmm. they obviously have a lot of um, special programs that help uh, people in need, especially if they're like older or um, so on and so forth. But I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, is it because like the marketing element of these political offices are just not quite there? And if they're not quite there, like in communication, why isn't there more of an effort or funding to try to reach out to, you know, a uh, younger demographic like why isn't there an assemblyman that's on tiktok you know what i'm saying like uh you know yeah. i'm just curious to know 
Yeah. Well, just the last part. We we tried to get Brian on TikTok. So far, it's not it's not, uh, it's not working. Um, oh, internally, no. our, our Albany staff has been making internal videos showing mm-hmm. it to the to the Queen staff, but mm-hmm. um, not externally so far. Um, no, but that's a good point. Um, I, I think the Flushing uh, representatives. I think they're doing a good job. Um, but again, again, I can't speak on behalf of their office. I'm just going to talk generally on on to a- to answer your questions because they're all questions I you know I had too. Um, in in general, the funding is limited no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot at all. Um, nonprofits. Uh, I I know I know every single nonprofit organization I know that has an office has has 10 times the budget as our office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They're a nonprofit, right? So they definitely have more money. We, we do not have the funding. So if, if there's, we're already working 24, if you have an office like us, I'll just take for an example, mm-hmm. and we're open seven days a week, um, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then we're going to events until 10 p.m. It's a, the calendar is already packed, <laughs> you know. And if we're gonna if we're gonna say, hey, there's a and and this is me talking as a millennial. I want our office to outreach to millennials, which we are. We could always do better, but um, at the same time, um, our millennials aren't that um, engaged yet in in the in the political process. You know who is a lot of the seniors. Mm-hmm. They are. So that's why a lot of that funding and the focus goes towards programming for them because A, they are in need for a lot of those those issues they're talking about. But B, because we see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at every single event saying, Where's my this? Where's my that? Are you helping with this? And we don't really get that from uh from from millennials. I wish we did. I wish we did, but mm-hmm. Um, and in mass, right? But we're so far we're not. I think that's going to turn the corner soon because we have more millennial leadership in staff. We have a lot of millennials in in uh, city council, in state assembly, state senate, in Congress. You know, with Ocasio. So we have a lot of. Uh, I think we're coming out there, and it's gonna it's gonna change sooner. Yeah, nah, and for I think real. for sure. And even I mean, we joked about how we need a refresher on like all these terms and stuff like that. But it truly is, I think, the lack of. Um, kind of civic literacy a little bit of just like uh, we know about the president of the, of the United States. We know about, you know, the the fancy, the huge up top elections. And I think there is not enough um, focus, especially in our, our school curriculum. When, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, we didn't spend too much time learning about um, our own district or our own um, assembly. And I think that probably also contributes to that, just like people not knowing what resources are out there. And people start caring when it starts impacting them, right? You know, I think the first time I heard like, call your assemblyman was when like, you know, my friend was like having a personal like issue with something and she finally realized like, oh, like that's the thing that I can do, right? Nah, nah, for real. Um, Like this is a mm -hmm. personal anecdote again. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so when I was in high school, I got picked up uh, during Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, stop and frisk era. And then, um, you know, I had like a little, a little like a pink slip, uh, summons letter, whatever, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. from the NYPD, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you know, like I, I told my folks about the situation and they was kind of like, yo, like, cause you know, these dudes, Hey, they kind of bruised me up a little bit, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know, uh, d- according to them i was disobeying disobeying um what they were telling me to do but i was just Mm -hmm. like yo yeah i didn't even flash a badge and you guys were in um you know citizen clothing you know what i'm saying you guys weren't even in police uniform so how am i supposed to even know that you guys were police officers you know so 
And then when all this shit happened, uh, my folks was like, all right, yo, like we, we want to make sure that this, you know, I don't want you to even pay this $40 fine, whatever, you know, we want to clear this shit. And my folks called up uh, one member of uh, somebody from the Korean community. And then mm-hmm. that person told us like, yo, you need to go talk to John Liu, who at the time was a yeah. councilman. And, mm. um, and you know, like, and then I got to meet John Liu and I got this thing. And then I got to meet the borough president. And then this thing just kind of became much bigger than what it was. You're like, oh, and, shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it I was, was just, just a trying to get out of my pink slip. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to get out, got it out of my pink slip. But, you know, this thing became much bigger than what it was. And, and, and then that's when I realized, like, the power that these, um, these political, local political officials had, you know, like how John was with me at the DA's office, like, you know, explaining <laughs> what this was, you know, I could have just paid my $40 and, you know, just been like, all right, cool, whatever. I got like a little strike uh, before I was 18. You know, we could have just been, you know, said and done, but we really took it there. And that kind of taught me in so many details how this thing directly affects us. And it could help us when we are in need of it, you know, because if anybody that needs help from the government is people of color and people that are disenfranchised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's definitely, uh, definitely correct. Um, with that though, make sure that for, for the most part, at least to, uh, when you do call up for help for your local officials that you know that they represent you because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of people that are calling up our office and I'm like, Oh, we're, Oh, uh, we're in Suffolk County. I'm like, well, for two things with that one, we have to prioritize, you know, people in our, we just have to, they're like, mm-hmm. we don't, there's a list of people we have to call back. Oh, we have to prioritize our guys. And number two, um, we have s- s- the same funding all across the board. You really should call your representative. That's their job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Just because Steven's <laughs> Filipino and you're Filipino, but you live in Jersey City, that doesn't mean you could you could ask Steven for help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, you're in my, it's like you is like a first first account thing that really happened to me <laughs> a lot of these jersey city filipinos yeah. asked me for that um i was like yo them. steven yo i'm your yeah. kuya man i'm your kuya you yeah. know we from the same yeah. island what's up yeah. you know yeah but they already have a filipino uh, city councilman uh rolando lavaro over there but you know they there's a lot of uh inner inner uh state uh, communication with us yeah well so on that note do you have uh, further advice um for anyone who's trying to get a hold of their district office like so you've already listed one like number one check and make sure they represent you which by the way how do how do they check <laughs> do you just like google it yeah um there's, there's, there's a pretty easy website mm. if you just google who represents me mm. nyc it's gonna send you to I, th- I think it's uh it'll send you the first link is mygovnyc.org all you do is type in your address and it's, it's mm-hmm. going to list your your local uh your your state reps and your your uh federal representatives so it's, it's all going to be listed out for you and you can just go make that call whatever you need nice yeah and, nah, and what so else? yo oh yeah i i, I just ahead. wanted to rephrase that for the listeners yo mm-hmm. i don't care if you're republican libertarian you distrust the government whatever whatever but yo if you want to know who represents for you who works for you google who represents me nyc and then fill out the remaining details you heard that's a yes, 699 that's per pound gem. gem right there <laughs> no no if that, that that is a gem for sure but when you call that's- them make sure you give you know you you come in with with the information you need and not just mm-hmm. like attack these staffers who are working themselves like to the bone here uh we have we had people just randomly yell at us mm. and 
for, for things we had nothing to do because they don't mm-hmm. like you said like a lot it's not just because we're some of us are younger that we need a ap civics lesson we have people that are in their 60s 70s 80s that mm-hmm. that think that every elected office is all just your personal like you know genie that can, can grant you wishes and if they don't they don't they don't grant your wishes you go another one you're gonna go another one you're gonna go another one yeah. um literally the, like the call i mentioned uh right now uh that before i got on this it was a lady that was uh um upset with the president and upset with congress <laughs> and, and, and like i'm it just a therapy to, session yeah no it is I, I, and people just want to be heard and i 100 percent get it i understand but in the end of the day i was i just had to go like well, you got to call your Congress member, which that that's uh, her Congress member is uh, uh, Grace Meng, and you got to call your your representative, which is a uh, uh, city representative, which is Bob Holden at the time. And I said you or right now, and said that those are you have a federal issue, and then you have uh, also a city issue that was before that. Mm. We're, we're not really involved. We can help you at worst case scenario. We don't turn anyone down, but at, at least uh, exhaust your resources. You know, don't throw everything at us uh, first firsthand. <laughs> for sure you guys sometimes are like the first line of defense so you guys get like the hardest hit right um mm. because you guys are the ones who is like okay directing this issue here directing this issue there yeah, yeah. um but, so that but, must be so tough it's like preaching yeah. to the choir too absolutely nah. and just, oh sorry uh, just real quick point back to the point where you're like how did these people get our get our uh, information or the mm. resources we're giving out there uh, someone literally called me yesterday on a saturday mm. and said um, I got your I got your letter regarding all the resources for coronavirus. Um, however, you guys are Democrats, so this is a hoax. Don't give me your hoax letter. Take me oh off your list um, because I'll be fine with this. All right? Why don't you support our president? And, and I'm just like, wait, I'm giving what? you. We're giving you resources for coronavirus. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, oh my god. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, I, I gotta say this, man. I really gotta say this. Yo, listen. Virus does not discriminate, all right? It's mm-hmm. going to attack you regardless of your race, regardless of your political affiliation, my guy, or my lady, mm. or whoever you were. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, whoever you were. You know what I mean? So you got to smarten up or you're going to die. You know mm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. smarten up. But I, I think I think one thing that also I want to really uh, take away, I mean, highlight is that knowing the difference between federal, state, and city, and calling yeah. the office accordingly, right? Because, um, like you said, when a person is frustrated and they need guidance, like uh, they're they're just they just want to vent and they just want to get heard and they just want to find a solution as mm-hmm. fast as they can. And with the way that the system is so fragmented, and then the information about, because you know. Uh, truth be told, we watch ESPN all day, but who's really gonna sit there and watch C-SPAN? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're not yeah. we're not aware. Okay, like I know Grace Meng, but what does she really do? Do we really know? You know what I'm saying? So, um, is there any sort of like initiative or any sort of um information out there for people to kind of understand? Like, all right, cool. This person does this, and this person does that, and you need to reach out to this person for this. Uh. I'm not sure. I mean, other than the website I gave, it kind of breaks down the responsibilities um, mm-hmm. on the Who Represents Me um, uh, website. Um, but in terms of what policies might impact you individually um, that you might prioritize in the city, local, uh, state, and federal, 
Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, that's something that uh, has no one has uh, put together yet, but it's definitely a good idea. Maybe you you got dibs if you want to start that off. <laughs> Yo, man, that might be another Do you six volunteer as tribute? <laughs> yeah, video, man. I might need to put together a video, breaking it down for the peoples. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, that, that could help on your new TikTok. It might uh, it might double your, your followers. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Make it fun and entertaining. Along yes. with dance moves. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Stephen, I I mean, you you and your staff work so hard. <laughs> I feel like, um, and really just for the public service. Like, are there some ways that our listeners could even support you guys? Uh, support us. I mean, um, n- not really. We serve you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it really is that. It's mm-hmm. like. Um, we're, uh, you know, the ter- I took it loosely, the term public servant, but we really are just serving mm-hmm. the public nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I w- what I would say is we do have um, volunteer opportunities, if that's something folks are interested in. Um, all of them has stopped right now, or at least postponed um, because of coronavirus. Um, but we usually uh, go out and and uh, we, we paint. Uh, over graffiti for small businesses or residences uh, in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that that, that prol- unless it's art, if it's art, it's all good. But if it's like really on someone's mm-hmm. door or window, like bleep this, bleep that. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go ahead and we 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 paint over it for them, or um, uh, we also do uh, um, sandwich making that we give to uh, homeless uh, New Yorkers um, and we have a, a bunch of other uh, activities. Uh, we, we shovel snow for, for seniors in our district because a lot of people don't know this, but at 11 a.m. after a snow sh- a snowstorm, if you didn't shovel the front of your your uh, your sidewalk, the city comes and finds you. So mm. if, oh if my god. Yeah. Okay. So like if you're disabled or if you're a senior or if you're just lazy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, if you don't have to shovel, you're gonna get fined at 11 a.m. if you didn't do it. So we go ahead and we we uh we shovel at least the, the front uh, sidewalk for for disabled and seniors so they don't get they don't get fined by the city. That's crazy. Well, I mean, hopefully these kids can volunteer. I would love to volunteer. Uh, I'm gonna look that up now. Um, Jakey, do you have anything else you want to ask? No, 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 no. I mean, um, I just, I just wanted to say, man, it's good to see a, a Filipino brother in the office. Um, you know, working as a chief of staff for the for the local district thirty, representing Queens. Um, nah, it's you know, like I, I think I mentioned this in the podcast before. Like when I was a kid coming up, like I really, I, you know, I'm Korean by descent, but yo, I wanted to be Filipino, man. <laughs> Filipinos were, Filipinos were like all the, the Filipinos. <laughs> nah, like I literally. You know, I, I literally wanted to be Filipino, man, because, yo, like, all the Kuyas, man, they had, like, they, they were the DJs, they were the dancers and the sneaker oh, yeah. collectors, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, like, it, it's it's really dear to me, you know what I mean? So, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, you're doing your thing. And, oh, uh, yo, shout out to Kai. You know Kai, mm-hmm. the R&B group? The oh, Filipino yeah, R&B yeah. group? Yeah, man. I wonder what yeah. happened to them, but shout out to Kai. You know, whenever yeah. I talk to a fellow Filipino, uh, a Filipino, uh, you know, brother was sister. I'd be like, "Yo, you know Kai? You know what I'm saying? I got, yeah. I got a shout out Kai, real quick." Yeah, they, yeah. We, That's we, we your culture bad. Well, we got, we got a few of those, uh, you know, those '90s, uh, early 2000s uh, Filipino uh, R&B groups. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look them up after this. Now, I got it reminded me of them. I, I'm gonna see if they're on Spotify. 
Nah, no yeah. doubt, man. Most do of my consumption was on YouTube. Like all the Filipinos that were killing it on YouTube. Man, <laughs> passion. Love passion. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, thank you, Steven. Honestly, like I, when we were Googling you, you just had too many honorifics and so oh. many things that you have accomplished, like Filipino American Museum, like board mm-hmm. member. Like you're so prolific and you, I think, are changing the stereotype single-handedly of just like, you know, DJ, dancer, um, assemblyman. (laughs) So you're really doing an amazing service to all of us. And thank you so much for educating us. Um, Before we wrap all of this up, there are two questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, The first one uh, is what is your most significant relationship? And you don't have to take it so literally. It could be a thing, you know, it could be more metaphorical. Oh, okay. Um, quite literally, if I take it right now, it's me and my, uh, my, my uh, aloe vera uh, Purell right now. That's my <laughs> it's right next favorite. to you. Right yeah. next Yo, to you right shout now. Shout out to the Purell. Yeah, the most <laughs> significant relationship with the Purell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right before and after you put on the gloves you need you need the purell mm-hmm. um but yeah but other than that i just uh you know family uh family friends uh uh my mom like uh when she was with me um all that just a lot of uh good people to support you and uh your, all your endeavors you know no doubt no doubt and um and uh usually we always follow up with the second 6.99 per pound question go to question or oh, what is your personal mantra uh, I, I got a few, but it's uh, the one that's always just, if someone's going to ask me this, it's not even mine. I got it from my friend Rochelle. Um, but uh, she says that the, the grass is greener where you water it. So it's like if, especially in a time like this, you want to get it over with, you want to be on the other side you know, where the grass is greener. But uh, we can make what our situation as as beautiful and as positive as possible if we, uh, we, we focus on changing uh, our attitude, our mindset. Mm-hmm and uh and just uh you know making it right uh, on our own nah, no doubt man that's deep grass is greener where you water it you know what i mean and uh his mm-hmm. most significant relationship aside from his family right now is the purell hand sanitizer <laughs> no, that, I hope the, aloe, the aloe vera it, uh, aloe vera you gotta well, keep it has smooth to be the aloe vera you know what i mean that's but right. uh yeah, yeah so i yo um so i mean you know me personally have always had like uh, uh, a lot of respect for people in the political space. And I feel like as a community, especially uh, co- uh, especially communities consisted of people of color, we need more representation in government. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I feel like um, our parents, uh, you know, they're not too fond of us getting into this space, mostly because, you know, we're, they're, they're usually first generation immigrants that don't have all the uh, the money in the world and they want us to, be in careers where it sounds lucrative more financially and obviously like being in the political space it doesn't always guarantee that um you know what is it like like is is the money okay like um is is it like what kind of passion or uh that it needs for you to be in a community in 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 essentially a service industry where you're serving the people you know what i mean yeah yeah, um, definitely a uh, really good question, especially coming from a Filipino background. I mean, luckily, my mom was not was one of the few parents not forcing me to, to be a nurse, a Filipino nurse. Um, <laughs> nice. you know, shout out to all the Filipino nurses, though. Thank you, mom. Yeah, especially now, for sure. Um, 
but the process of that is, uh, it, it could be anything. Um, uh, mine was different. Um, the reason how, how I was even offered is I was, I wasn't even working at in government. I was working in nonprofit. And at the time, um, this was a 2016, uh, there was, uh, there was, a. Uh, I was part of a group called the uh, Little Manila uh, uh, Defense uh, or the the Defend Little Manila uh, Coalition Mm -hmm. and um, really defending uh, Woodside or Eastern Woodside from a gentrification in the neighborhood. And the one, no no elected officials came to our meetings, none at all, um, except one person who was running for office, Brian Barwell, who's now the assemblyman. Mm. And he kept coming. Now, at first, I'm like, look at this guy. He just wants our vote. <laughs> and then after, <laughs> after like uh, two meetings, I'm like, oh, th- he knows these young people aren't going to vote anyway, right? <laughs> Why is he coming? Why is he coming here? <laughs> and after a few, I'm like, oh, I think he really just cares about the issues in the community. So, I mean, that's how we developed our relationship. And when he won, um, he definitely, you know, he called me up uh, right away and, and said if I was interested and, and you know, uh, for sure, uh, to be with someone like that and also, uh, represent, um, uh, parts of my neighborhood. It's uh, and also have a commute of like 30 minutes or, or less is, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so definitely I was, uh, I was down and, and happy to do so for the most part, that's not the way it goes. I'd say if you're trying to, especially in college or after college, get that internship at, at a local, uh, elected official or the community board um, and work your way up. I mean, if you're good, uh, I guarantee, I, I already know who the good interns that who, if I had money, I'd hire. I already know mm-hmm. them on my team. We, I get reports on it. So if you show up and you do the work and you show you're passionate about this work and you could do it for a long time or, or even longer, um, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get that opportunity. You'll get the mm-hmm. part-time, full-time. You'll, you'll rise up the ranks. Um, and in terms of of pay, uh, you're hundred percent right. I mean, I've, it's, it, we always tell people we'd be making twice as much if we were in the, in the, uh, private sector for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that is also that you're, you get to know your community, uh, the community gets to know you, um, and you get to know, uh, um, uh, you'd be in the front lines of a lot of these issues that impact, uh, the world and locally. So, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's how you want to take your career and, but it's a great learning experience on, on, on getting to know, uh, uh New Yorkers every day. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's so good to hear. Just like a personal anecdote. So when I was in high school, um, I grew up in Arcadia, California, 626 represent. Um, but we were like 70% uh, Chinese American, Asian American, um, in our neighborhood. And my school was literally like 80% Asian American, but all of our assembly members were white. And I remember when I was in high school, there was one, um, he was like the first Asian American to ever run. Um, and everyone thought he was crazy. And, but he was like, Hey, like, isn't there something wrong here that like no one reflects their, our neighborhood and actually the people who represent this neighborhood kind of sees these new Asian Americans as people who took over their neighborhood because one of his platforms was translating some of the signs into Mandarin because how prolific our population was. Um, and I remember he, you know, fantastically lost because he still couldn't get um, people to vote, unfortunately, because of that fear, because of just like 
people who just don't believe in the system anymore. Um, but talking to you made me kind of wonder. I'm like, I wonder if, you know, who represents us now? And it's Edwin Chow. Um, he's an Asian American. And I'm kind of like, this is amazing. Like, you know, a few years time, like things are changing and younger people, maybe they're starting to care. So um, people like you and you know, people who represent the people who live in these places that we know and love is so important. Thank you so much for coming on. No, well, thanks again. Thanks for, your, thanks for your time. And again, mm-hmm. uh, not just me, it's for the team I got. Luckily, ha- luckily uh, I got them and the assembly member. And um, not just me, there's a lot of other folks, uh, mm-hmm. Asian Americans across the city and state that are in similar positions uh, or, or representatives uh, on the state and city uh, level. And uh, you can just see the trajectory for the Asian American community in politics in New York uh, is pretty steep. And uh, we're going to get there in, in more highlight situations uh, sooner than later, hopefully. For sure, man, for sure. All right, y'all. Um, with that said, uh, that's that's another episode with Stephen Raga, um, you know, chief of staff for District 30. Uh, for state assemblyman is that is that correct did i say everything correctly yeah 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 state okay cool sure. cool so with that said i mean yo steven where can uh people find you and connect with you and your office take take yeah, us yeah. away with some uh some plugs yeah 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 for sure um anything uh, on our office we put all our um all our info and resources um on assemblyman barnwell's uh, instagram so if you just go to uh, barnwell 30 up in uh or or brian barnwell up in instagram it's it's, it's over there um everything else are uh, right now you get our email list if you go online and just type that in and we'll we'll send you all that all that info and anything else other than that um i don't know you can talk about tiktok you might be able to find us <laughs> soon. um we're gonna we're gonna figure that out but uh definitely if there's sure. any questions on resources or like you mentioned uh, getting your foot in the door um, in this field, um, whether an internship or, or if there's a uh, employment opportunity, please just try to hit me up and we'll see what we can do. All right, all right, sounds good. With that Amazing. said, JoJo, is there anything do you like to add? No, just a huge, huge thank you to working so hard, especially during this time. Um, all the staff members who are on the phone, practically 24 seven, we appreciate you. No, thank you, thank you. Uh, they do great work. For sure. Thank you, Stephen. With that said, it's another episode of 699 per pound podcast. Remember, you can stream this podcast on all major streaming platforms. If you want to show some love, hit the subscribe button right now and then tell a friend to tell a friend, each one teach one. You know what I mean? Most importantly, though, rate and share this podcast with your friends, colleagues, comrades, political affiliations, non political affiliations, and all that. All right? Follow us at 699 per pound podcast or 699 per pound specifically on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget, you can support us now monetarily by buying me or JoJo a $3 coffee at coffee.com slash 699 per pound and setting up a monthly donation at anchor.fm 699 per pound slash support. All right? Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Hey, yo, it's 699 per pound. Podcast.